It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Diva That Care. My name is Candace Gish. If this is your very first time tuning in to us, a huge welcome. We're now in our 13th year, and we're listening to in over 30 countries around the world. And it is such, it, I was going to say, it is my pleasure to be able to do this. I have so much fun chatting with the amazing guests that come onto my program. And I know that you are going to be really excited about today's guest. You know, she's absolutely incredible. Today I'm going to have the pleasure of interviewing Holly Meyer Lucas. And I know she's going to be empowering all of you listeners today. So welcome to the show, Holly. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me. So glad to be here. Oh, my gosh. It is going to be so much fun. And I love it. When I was reading your bio, I'll be honest with you, when you said you're a boy mom, I love that because I always call myself the diva mom, too, because I have four divas, all my daughters here. And I love that because <laughs> this is going to be so much fun because I always thought of myself as a mom that would have boys and I had four girls and it just always blows my mind that I, when I think about that. So welcome. We're so excited to have you today. Oh, I love it. That's so funny. You know, I grew up with, um, there were four of us and three girls and a boy. And um, so I'm very, like, my sisters and I are super, super close. And I always thought I would have girls. And ending up with these three boys, it's like, you know, you just, I mean, we just make do. And it is what I'm so outnumbered <laughs> in my household. <laughs> I bet you are. Uh, Holly, would you mind, you know, kind of giving us a little bit of an introduction about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Holly Meyer Lucas. I am a serial entrepreneur and a uh, leader of a real estate company that was my my first business and is my my fourth child as i say um i have a it's a boutique real estate company in the palm beach area of south florida and um the majority of my employees are women and um, i speak on um, a variety of topics uh around leadership and um and leading women in particular and uh working with uh you know working in a in a space where women transition from careers that they thought they were going to have into a fresh one. Like nobody gets out of college thinking that they're going to sell real estate or be a real estate agent. Like everyone has a career first and then they get into real estate. So that's kind of, that's kind of my niche empowering that and helping women through the process of, you know, having kids and a career and all of that. Isn't that amazing? I want to ask you, how did you get into real estate? Because that is pretty cool. I met a lot of women, like you were saying, that they started in one industry and then they transitioned. And I find it quite cool. How did you decide to do that? Yeah, so I um, I went to college for international business. I worked in healthcare and medical sales, and I was climbing the corporate ladder, as they say. Um, my husband plays professional baseball, or he played professional baseball. And at the time, when I got pregnant with our first son, uh, I had to make a decision on whether or not I could continue to travel for work and climb the corporate ladder and, you know, be a part of the rat race of American corporate life, which I loved, by the way. Um, but looking at what he did in his industry in the professional athlete space um, and in all, like, sports and entertainment type jobs, there's, you know, the show must go on, as they say. So his role was, is um, in his industry is way more rigid than mine was. So I thought that the next best thing would be, you know, if I could, like, market myself and help people find homes and, 
you know, start a business and it all just trickled into like, well, duh, sell real estate. Like that's what that is. <laughs> um, so I got my real estate license and when he was still playing and I started my team almost from day one. I'm a uh, collaborator and um, I believe in collaboration over competition. And I kind of started my, my real estate team by accident day one. Um, just by, you know, collaborating with others in my little office and I had one agent that worked with me and then that turned into five that worked for me. And um, just that was, uh, that. we're going, we're going on eight years now. So just one thing <laughs> kind of led to another. And I mean, selling real estate is, is it's the best career if you need a flexible life and a flexible lifestyle, because it's also mm-hmm. the one that everybody, particularly women, everyone understands, you know, aside from like the contracts and the nuts and bolts of a real estate transaction, you can talk to anyone about like what, it's like to live in your own hometown and um, helping people find homes is actually fairly easy if you're passionate about it. Um, the hard part is, you know, finding business and finding people to actually, you know, work with you. But, um, but it's, it's an amazing, amazing career for, you know, particularly for women, for everybody, but particularly for women, um, you know, if you have kids and, and other priorities that are tugging at you. And I love how you had mentioned that you'd like to collaborate, and it's all about collaboration, not competition. And honestly, that's how I started with you with that care 13 years ago is because of that. And I love when I hear other women saying that because it's just so inspiring. And there's so many women like yourself out there that really want to work and inspire other people. And did that lead you to kind of doing a lot of your mentorship and your speaking to other women out there? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, 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 like I said, I, I started my team kind of by accident, and it was, it was really because I um, I'm really passionate about like teaching others how to do how to how to do things. Like if there's a gap in their knowledge, like I'm going to be the first one that's you know volunteering to to help. Um, and when I first started in the real estate world, there's there's a big gap, and this is just I think true because people you know it's fairly easy to get your real estate license and. Um, you know, people jump in head first and, and don't really have mentorship because everyone's competing with each other. So when I, you know, would learn something about, you know, let's say like the contract or if I, you know, unlocked a, a, um, some kind of knowledge, I would immediately, you know, be sharing it around the office and offering to help others. And I've always been kind of a natural born leader. I think leaders, leaders in general are usually the ones that are, you know, the captain of the team and the, you know, there's the key holder and like I'm just a natural leader um and in the real estate space it's such an interesting industry because we all technically compete with each other but I've never approached it like that like I have and I think it's it's so your your network and the divas that care like the whole vibe is so aligned with what how I live my life, which is, you know, this collaboration over competition. And I think that people that are like-minded with that, you know, you say that to some people, particularly women, and you might get an eye roll from one of the five people you're talking to, right? But the other four are genuine and authentic and into it. And, like, those are your people, not the one eye – like, don't worry about the one eye roll that thinks that it's cliche and stupid because there are people that exist in this world that are actually authentic about (laughs) – about you know, competition or community so competition and collaborating. And so I've just always leaned into that. And it's just attracted, um, it's attracted clients, it's attracted agents, it's um, gotten me so many opportunities by just being authentic with that. And unapologetic about it too. Good for you. I love that. And it is, it's truthful. You have to be authentic with what you do. People are attracted to that. 
No doubt about that. So how are you able to do all the balancing? You mentioned that real estate is a great opportunity for people when they get into real estate so they can balance their lives, and especially moms. So how has that worked for you? How have you been able to balance it all? You know, it's. I think it's, I think we as women, like I would be remiss not to point out how hard it is. Like it is very, very hard to be a mom and running a business and, you know, making sure my social life doesn't fall apart and, you know, like all of the things that we're in charge of, like like maybe also mixing in a trip to the gym, right? It is so, so hard. <laughs> yeah. And people that are, <laughs> it is. People that are, um, especially with, you know, with what happened during COVID and, um, you know, the shutdown, et cetera. My husband still works in baseball and um, he is gone from February through October. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm not a single mom by any stretch of the imagination, but I must, I say I'm a solo mom. Like I'm on my own with these kids. And I think that women in, in my position who do a lot and are running, you know, at a thousand miles an hour constantly, I would be remiss not to point out how much hired help I do have. Um, and it's, I think it's, a, it's an important disclosure for people to hear that I do have, I have a full-time nanny. I usually have a live-in au pair. Um, who helps me with, you know, the kids and with, um, you know, with, with my uh, some personal tasks. I have a full-time chief of staff who helps me. Um, I have a cleaner who does my laundry and cleans my house. And I'm not saying this in a braggadocious way, like, whatsoever. I'm saying this to disclose that, like, in order for me to be exactly. as fun- high-functioning as I am, I pay for it. And it's expensive and it's annoying. And it's, like, when I look at my balance sheet at the end of the year, I'm like, damn, I paid a lot to have my laundry done this year, you know, but <laughs> I, I need that time back. Like I don't do my own laundry because I need that. Um, and yeah. so I pay you someone to do it instead. You. And yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I haven't always been like, so I haven't always been like that. Like I very slowly added help. Like when I first started, um, when I first started my business, I added a house cleaner and it was like the biggest expense in the world at the time. And it still is, you know, expensive, but it, it was like this weight lifted off my shoulders that like the household was going to be okay. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then I hired a, a personal grocery shopper to do my grocery shopping. Now you can do it online, which is awesome. But back in the day, it was like, it was just one of those things that I, that was taking time away from yes. my kids and myself. So anyway, I think can leaning I, can into... Can I interrupt you and ask you a question? How did yeah, you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's a, it's a challenge. What did it do for you mentally when you were able to finally wrap your head around this? Yeah, I love this question. Um, and please do interrupt me. I, like, there's certain things that, like, I get really passionate about, and I feel like I feel like you can relate to this, where it's just so <laughs> important that I get, like, I get other women to understand, women in particular, to understand that, like, like whatever point it is that I'm making because social media has made it so, like, and I feel like you can relate to this. Like, women struggle so much with, um, you know, mental health and, and, like, just how to do it all. And, um and there's certain things that are just not real. Like, you know, people that are high functioning doing all these things, it's not quote unquote real, like, because you're not seeing the check I'm writing to have my laundry done in my house, you know, in the background. Anyway, I digress. Um, how, so back to your question. So how do you feel about this? Because this is one of those things that is very challenging. And oh. It took me a long time to get to that point is accepting that help or finding that help and, and that mental thing that, I wasn't doing it all myself. Like, how did it feel? How did you get past that barrier? Because to me, it was a big barrier to finally say, I can't do it all. You know, I want to 
in my head, it's like I had to be super mom. You know, I had to have my business. Yeah. I had to have my kids. I had to do this. And I was burning out. And you kind of get to that point, well, for myself, when I finally let that go and that stigma or that, that fake illusion that I had to be this perfect person in order to succeed, how did, it, how did you do that? Because it, it's a challenge. And I think that once you kind of figure it out in your head, it, it, it relieves this pressure that you can't oh my gosh, really yeah. explain until somebody has gone through it. Totally. And I mean, you just, you said it perfectly. Like that's, that is how, how I got there. But I think, I think one also, one important other thing is letting go of, of people in your social sphere uh, or even in your family, like your immediate, you know, or fringe family members who sit on your, uh, in the back of your brain with like putting pressure on you or like just talking crap about like what you're doing and and, yeah, judging you. And then the guilt that comes with it too. Like I remember I struggled so much when I had a family family member come and visit and um, I had, you know, I have my live in au pair. I have a nanny. I have like, I have all this help. And I felt like I was constantly having to make myself smaller and like almost like lie about what, like what I was, all the different help streams that I was leveraging. And it's, it's such garbage to feel like that. Um, And you have to release that from like, if you're on the track, a successful track. You have to release the feeling of guilt that you're going to leave people behind who don't get it and will never get it and will resent you for what it is that you're doing. And it's so hard to stay true to your course and stay true to who you are. Mm-hmm. But the byproduct, I will say, of that guilt is the byproduct is letting people go and like letting people um, compromising relationships that are in your headspace because you feel like they don't support your new lifestyle if you are on a trajectory of, you know, making a career change or, you know, whatever it is, or your mom journey. Like, like motherhood is a journey, right? And if you, if your mental health is struggling with whatever it is that you have going on as a mom, sometimes that mental health, if you really boil it down, sometimes that's just a person in your life that's nagging in the back of your brain who has like negative comments or, you know, whatever. And cutting people like that out of your life is, I don't know. I think that that's been my mantra as I've gone through this journey as a mom and as an entrepreneur is just really evaluating who is in my corner and who's yeah. taking up mental real estate. <laughs> like what well, lives in my And house. I found too that my family was happier. Do you find that also? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My family is, has always been my number one priority. And if I find myself adjusting to accommodate like random people, like if I find myself adjusting who I am as a mom to accommodate like how I'm raising my kids, like that's a red flag where I need to maybe not re- reevaluate who I am as a mom, but instead that. maybe remove that person from my life. You know what? I've had to do that too over the years. You know, you find people that are positive for your your center of influence, and then there's people that aren't, and you really it changes over time. But what a difference it makes, and some of that. I hate to say this, some of that dead weight you have to get let go of because it really do. does mentally stress you out. It brings you down and you're a different person when those people are around. They suck that energy out of you. And, you know, I, to all those women out there, you know, it's okay to let those people go. It's some of the hardest decisions you have to make in your life because I've been there and I've done that. But what an amazing feeling when you finally did that. 
Yeah, no doubt. And I think the reason it's, it's something I'm super passionate about, too, is that I think that it's not talked about enough how, like, I mean, even you just qualified the term dead weight, right? Like, and, and dead weight might be, you know, a little bit extreme, but I, I know exactly what you're, what you're saying. It's like you have to kind of <laughs> yeah. go around saying, like, that best friend from high school who, by the way, was, like, a maid of whatever in your wedding, like, you just aren't friends with them anymore, and they lit, like, you're just, you're not in the same world, and it's okay to just let it go. Like, you don't have to, like, break up with people, but just letting anyone go who is, like, like not yeah, putting exactly. pressure on that relationship. Yeah. Anyway, I could talk about that forever. <laughs> so <laughs> no. many people, like, so I many of my people agents, need to like, hear that because they're scared to admit it. <laughs> yeah. They are. And when I sit with some of my girls, like, like um, some of my agents, when I sit with them and I'm like, so, like, you, for example, like, if they are, like, reluctant to post on social media about a clothing, for example. When I sit with them and I'm like, but what, what is it exactly that's holding you back from, well, you know, I just, I don't want to be, you know, too extra or too over the top. And it's like, okay, why, though? Like, and it, when it boils down, it's like, as I go deeper and deeper and deeper with them, sometimes it's just that one person from high school that they, like, and it's like, well, just remove them as a follower and then post it full send and then your business requires you to be out there. You know, whatever, whatever it is, it's sometimes it's just literally one person. Move on. I agree. That is so great. Oh, my gosh. So I want to talk a little bit more about getting to these speaking engagements and what kind of things getting with them about. Yeah, so I share a lot on um, on social media, like on my story, for example, I share a lot of vulnerability and um, like where, you know, I'm doing XYZ, ABC, and then something goes sideways, and here's how I solve it. Like just anything that happens throughout my day, I'm, I'm pretty authentic and pretty vulnerable on, um, vulnerable in terms of like giving people the green light to like attack what it is that, that you know, I'm doing or, might, you know, might not paint me in, paint me in like the most graceful light, for example. And I think that, um, I think the reason why uh, so many speaking engagements and like, like media opportunities, for lack of a better term, have come my way is because of that authenticity um, and that realness. But that's how I am. I have always been like that. Like, that's something that, um, like, what you see is what you get. You get what you pay for with me. And um, I think that, like, the DMs that I get, you know, from other women, um, I think it's really important to find and follow on social media in particular or on podcast. Like it's, I love that I'm talking to you in particular about this because it sounds like your podcast is an outlet for women to hear others be vulnerable and share, you know, what they did and how they are navigating things because some women just don't have that voice. And it's hard to share like, you know, the sentence I'm drowning in work and I feel like a bad mom because I have to stay up to, you know, 10 p.m. every night doing my work. Like, it's really hard for some people to say that out loud. So I've always felt my calling, and I feel like you can relate to this, like, because you're you're cut from the same cloth that I am with that, where it's like, I'm okay letting that hang out because Mm -hmm. 10 women are going to hear that and go, oh, my God, me too. I think it's so important to do that. And I just love what you're doing. Honestly, when when you had reached out and we were doing this, I'm like, this is the perfect diva to add to our family because she understands. She knows what we're going through and she's authentic and she's real and she's gonna she's just gonna tell us how it is. I think um, one thing that, that uh that's really interesting. Um where do you God, I should know this. Where do you live? Where is your home? I I live up in Canada. I live in Alberta. Oh, okay. That's that's what I thought, but so your accent, you're clearly 
Canadian. Like, I knew that, that you were Canadian, right? <laughs> For some reason, I thought you lived in the States. I was going to um, talk about how when you relocate, uh, like, finding a new tribe when you relocate is something that has been an awesome byproduct of working in real estate, like, helping women who have relocated to our area in Florida. Um, like, I love it when I'm working with a client who's buying a house here, and they have to rebuild their tribe, you know, yeah. from the ground up, and um, helping find, you know, like, a local community of women is it's so important. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that the truth, though? Like, my mom actually relocated to Florida. She lived there half the year. And she found her tribe. And she has never been happier. And that's what I, I was like. When I when I hear stories like that, I think that's what people need, is they have to find the people that are for them. You know, because there's so many individuals yeah. out there, but we're not always going to click. We're not going to get along. We're not going <laughs> to do this. And that's just part of life. And that's okay. That's normal. Yeah, it's so important to to find your people. Like, and relocating is a great opportunity. To, it's an I always say this. It's an opportunity to reset who you like with intention. Reset who you are to the universe and to yourself. Like, and you can do that. It's interesting because like your tribe exists, you know, in person. You know, like you have like your friends that you physically and your spirit that you're physically around. But I think the greatest part about being a human in 2023 is that you can create an online community with exactly who you want to be affiliated with. Are you, are you on TikTok? No, I'm not. Oh, my gosh. Okay, first of all, you <laughs> need to be. Here's why. So the algorithm, what's so cool about TikTok is the algorithm will, like, like depending on how you watch things on TikTok, and by the way, I'm not, like, a TikTok advocate or person or you know, whatever, um, but I think the interesting thing is that it will curate content for you that is based on your watch time of other things. And it'll, like, like over the course of time when it builds its algorithm for you, it'll call out, like, what it is that you're actually interested in. It's so oh, fascinating because it's, like, in terms of being authentic, right? Like, yeah, like, if you look at your algorithm, you know, if you, if you spend, you know, a, a month just randomly checking in on TikTok, like, five minutes a day, whatever. At the end of that month, the algorithm will be, like, okay, so you're actually really interested in puppies and you're really interested in, like, all the different <laughs> you've been lingering on so interesting oh I love that yeah well I love to watch the small videos and stuff but I usually watch it through like Instagram or on Facebook but I think that that would be great yeah well but it's oh the my same goodness. kind of concept but on TikTok it's um just yeah. a curation it's like such a fun self-discovery like I have crazy crazy ADHD and um TikTok really helped me like it really helped me understand more about that because I would linger on videos about like ADHD or about um, you know, the byproducts of, of that. And uh, it's just it's like a self-discovery, interesting oh, awesome. little tidbit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Holly, I have had a, an amazing time chatting with you, and I know that our show is kind of coming to a close here. Would you be interested in being my guest again? Because I think there's just so many topics that you and I could chat about. Yeah, totally. I feel like we need to, like, scratch the surface on, um, on yeah, I would love, love to revisit that. Me too. Thank you so much oh. for having me. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Um, can you share your social media with them? Yeah, so it's um, on Instagram. I'm holly.meyer.lucas. And um, it's the best way to connect with me. I'll be honest, on TikTok, I am like, like, if you're on TikTok, find me and help me. Because I just, I can't figure out how to post stuff. Like, TikTok is <laughs> great for the algorithm, but <laughs> I'm such a loser on TikTok. Um, but Instagram is, is usually best and Facebook and um, my website for real estate stuff is MeyerLucas.com. 
Aw, thank you so much. And should I should ask you, do you have any last minute, maybe a tip or tool, something that our listeners can take home with them today? Oh, my goodness. If you have the opportunity to buy a house, buy a house. Even if you think your interest rates are too high, everybody should try to buy a house if they can. Um, I think right now with, so we're recording this in, you know, July 2023 and the market is quote unquote weird or interest rates are weird. And there's a lot of misunderstanding around the real or a lot of fear around the real estate market. So buy a house if you can. You will never regret it. I agree with you there. Thank you so much. Well, we're definitely going to have you back on, Holly, because I just had such a great time and I, I feel like you're my soul sister and we're going to do this again. What about it? It was so good talking to you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, thank you so Bye. much. And I, I want to do a huge shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am going to be posting all of Holly's Instagram, um, her TikTok information, her Facebook information on our social media because I really think you should go check her out and follow her and make sure that, you know, send this recording on to your friends and family. I think it's really important to listen to her. She's absolutely inspiring. And my goodness, you definitely want to connect with her. Thank you again, Holly. Thank you to all of our amazing listeners. And please remember to do something kind. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.